The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof. That's right, Wolfie. We are finally, finally continuing on here in Far Lands or Bust here in episode 528. After a bit of a hiatus, uh, a bit longer than we even had planned, let me grab Wolfie and we will talk about that as we continue on here west towards these far lands, like I said, in episode 528 on... Friday, Friday, November 13th, 2015. Lucky Friday the 13th. Good time to come back. I suppose I do have some explaining to do. Supposedly, I'm, I'm sure some of you might not be following me on Twitter. I hope most of you are, because it's really difficult to tell the difference and, and not know who's getting notifications and who, who isn't and who is and whatever. But yeah, essentially... Here's here's the the short the short of it the TLDR. This weekend was Mind Crack Marathon. I obviously traveled to San Francisco for the 48-hour live stream. Traveled, got there Thursday night, came back Monday night. It was a whirlwind 48-hour marathon situation of fast-paced, no sleepitude. Uh, I got back. Uh, and immediately uh, started to suffer from a cold. <laughs> so I, uh, I've i been... Normally I would have a Tuesday episode, but that I already knew wasn't going to happen because I wasn't getting back till late Monday. I would have normally had a Thursday episode, but I gave myself more time through last Wednesday to recover because I was actually starting to lose my voice after the last day of the marathon Sunday. Um, so I, I wanted to make sure I didn't lose my voice, because then that would cause further issues. Look at these three trees right here, all perfectly similar trees. Triplets, if you will. Triplets. Triplets. These are words I'm inventing right now. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's why there wasn't a Thursday episode, but now, today, for me, as I'm recording this, is Thursday. I decide let's get up with Far Lines or Bust as quickly as we can. You might be able to tell, that, and I'm even able to tell through my monitors, uh, headset monitors. That's a confusing term to use in computer world, because monitor can also mean the monitor you look at to watch videos or play video games or whatever. Headphone. I can hear through my headphones that my voice is a little bit on the nasally side. I don't think this is the first episode that, or, or video even, where I've been sick I'm, I'm sure, I remember earlier this year I got really sick, like a really weird, possibly strep throat sickness that uh, I didn't properly handle and it got a little bit out of control that I recorded a video and being like, I'm dying, I can't make videos, but I'm still alive, please bear with me. Um, not as bad this time, hopefully. Uh, it, it, it's, it's strange and weird and unusual, but I'll have, uh, uh, today I want to talk about, uh, today I want to talk about uh, kind of a... A wrap-up of the Mindcrack Marathon. Uh, also, obviously talking about our own charity marathon, I guess we could call this here, Farlands or Busts, raising money for Child's Play charity at farlandsorbusts.com. Up to $9,253.51 this season. Going for $60,000 this season, season six of the series. 
So go to farlandsorbus.com to keep donating to that. Uh, we even we got uh, some donations in, even over Mindcrack Marathon Weekend, which I can, uh, you know, I can understand how, how we wouldn't have a ton of donations because people have shifted their focus towards the Mindcrack Marathon, and that's completely fine and expected and, and understandable and encouraged even. Uh, so we're back up and running here with uh, with the Farlands of Bust Child's Play charity thing. And I do appreciate, regardless, any of the donations that have come in uh, over this past weekend or, or previous or, or post or, or whenever they came in. Uh, I do appreciate them very much indeed. Whew. So yeah, Mindcrack Marathon was Saturday, November 7th through uh, Sunday, November 8th. I suppose technically Friday night for us. And uh, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was... Uh, there's there's a lot we learned. This is the first time we've done any of these in person. I mean, we learned a lot of things. Hello, skeletons. We learned a lot of things from doing the previous Mindcrack marathons just through through the internet. You know, I suppose telecommuting with each other doing the marathons on the Mindcrack Twitch channel, and to now switch it to a live event uh, has certainly made it much better, uh, and much more highly viewed, I suppose you could say, or, you know, we definitely raised more money than we ever have, but uh, overall, you know, that means there's a whole set of new things to have been learned. Oh, I need some trees. The thing I think I said at the end of the last episode. Trees for days. I should have chopped down the triplets. The triplets. But uh, yeah, we we certainly learned a lot. I mean, we we as in me, I I got into uh, it's it's weird because we we you know we used a particular airline partnership. I suppose I'm not sure how much has been like released about what what for us was covered and what wasn't. So I'll be a little bit dodgy about that. But. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the the airline didn't have direct flights from Phoenix to San Francisco, so I had to go through L.A. It was my first time in L.A., and I really have no particular reason to go back, to be honest, other than a connecting flight. Uh, I was really, if I can take an aside, and I tweeted this out, I was really surprised from the sky how densely... I mean, I know L.A. is a huge city, but it just... There's something about it that makes it seem so densely packed, and I think I've narrowed it down to the fact that it's contained, like on all sides. On one side is obviously the ocean, but then on the other side are the mountains. So it seems like it's a, it's a balloon that is like at its, it, it's like at its maximum, and it's bursting at the seams. And even from the sky, and even though it's like it covers a huge area of land, it still seems very claustrophobic. Uh, and, and I'm not sure if the same is conveyed when you're on the ground in the city, but it just seems really claustrophobic to me. And just looking at it from the sky, it, it seemed like one of those sci-fi cities where, like, the entire planet has been converted to a city, like in that, I don't know what the name of the planet was, but in Star Wars or, uh, you know, some sort of Blade Runner thing. It just seemed like way too much. And I'm like, hmm, let's not, <laughs> let's not, uh, let's not maybe uh, ever stop here again. I don't know anybody personally, uh, or close, or so, anybody that lives in, in L.A. To, to need to visit or anything. So so right now I have no plans to return. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of you who might even live there, which that's fine. If you've if you've found your little notch of the city, then, then please continue. Don't let my opinions uh, insult you or sway you or anything. But I was just really surprised by that. 
anyway, I just spent an hour there and then went to San Francisco and actually met up with, ironically enough, uh, the first Minecracker came in about the same time, Avidia Zen. The first Minecracker I meet, the first Minecracker he meets, is one that lives in his same state, nay, an hour and a half away or so. But we had to go all the way to San Francisco to meet for the first time, so I met Avidia Zen. Uh, rode to where we were staying, met up with a bunch of the other people, uh, met Arcus for the first time. He's a tall glass of water. No, he's he's just really tall and, uh, you know, met up with with some other people. Then we went out to, to dinner uh, with the whole crew that had eventually made it there, I think. Uh, Les, I think, uh, Aurelian and maybe one other person. No, yeah, Jasana was coming on Friday. Uh, San Francisco. Let's now talk about San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> maybe we weren't in the right part of town. I think the part of town we were in was is called or referred to as Soma. I don't know if what if that's like short for South something or I, yeah, I don't know. But uh, uh, there there's this Market Street, which is pretty run down and uh, kind of not really the greatest. We we decided to walk back from our dinner to where we were all staying, and uh, I distinctly remember beef. Uh, you know, as we stepped around piles of trash and and the, the homeless and wafted through the dank smells of the marijuana out of the alleyways, <laughs> Beef was like, you know, I don't really feel safe here. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it didn't feel, to me anyway, it didn't feel like unsafe, like we were in constant danger, but it wasn't, uh, specifically on a Friday night walking uh, well, that was a Thursday night. That wasn't even a Friday night. That was a Thursday night walking back. It didn't feel like the the nicest part of town, and perhaps that's perhaps my my opinion. Therefore, of San Francisco is a bit skewed because of where we were. Uh, but uh, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'll be sure not to return there. I mean, I I have I have tried to plan and eventually want to plan to like fly to San Francisco, but then you know go up and down the coast seems really interesting. Uh, you know. Reminds me a little bit of like the, the Portland, uh, you know, the Oregon coast and stuff like that, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and then of course go out east to like the the Redwoods and uh, Yellowstone and, and all that fun stuff uh, as well. But not so much for the city itself. And I've mentioned this many times before, this should be not new news, new news for uh, long-time Farlanders that I don't really like traveling for for visiting cities themselves, but more for like the natural earthy landscapey stuff not, not so much for cities or, or anything like that so yeah uh didn't you know like i like i thought i didn't ever uh didn't do any uh tourism or take a look at any of the i didn't even see the golden gate bridge or alcatraz at any point um even on the flight i didn't see it uh or anything like that so yeah no no tourism was had in San Francisco, but let's go to sleep and continue talking about this in the morning. Ooh, I can snore really well right there, because my nose is a little bit inflamed. My nasal cavities are already a bit inflamed as it is, so I can really do the, the snorry stuff quite well. I should just record a bunch of it to use in future episodes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, enough about San Francisco. I mean, the, the marathon, I think, went very well. Uh, obviously, it went very well. And again, we really didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> uh, there are other, you know, you have your, your Mario marathons, your desert bus, 
Uh, I mean, even people like Rooster Teeth, who are also doing an Extra Life charity uh, that weekend live, have far more experience and perhaps have much better space. Uh, they have a better handle on the equipment necessary and uh, segments and whatever. Uh, we're still trying to figure it out, but I think it went very well. Obviously, the top the top segments were the UHCs. Mm, spoiler alert! Specifically for myself, the first one was rather enjoyable. Um, it it got us thinking, like, oh god, we should like get together and do UHCs together, you know, in a big LAN party setting. That should be the only way we do UHCs. Like, what? It it, it doesn't even compare. Uh, even though obviously these UHCs were maybe not quite official, <laughs> you know, UHCs because they were very heavily influenced by donations and donors and uh, you know spawned in items and and uh, zombie pigmen boss fights, but uh, uh, still really enjoyable. It almost got me to thinking, specifically, obviously the first one, I lasted all the way to the end, so I only experienced it whilst playing the game. The second time, having not made it to the end, I got to then take off my headset, walk away from my computer, stand up and walk around and kind of observe it as a viewer, and it got me thinking, and I think a couple other uh, people thinking, this would almost work well, specifically when like very exciting things happen. Uh, and then the whole room erupts. This would almost be very interesting to try as like a, a live thing at like a convention or something to have like that would be absolutely insane to have not so much like an esport thing because obviously we don't all take it seriously as an esport, uh, but simply like as a live performance thing. Could you imagine an audience erupting over these same occurrences and events that we are? Uh, and I'm sure you heard them through the background of, of microphone audio and whatever as you were watching the stream. Just the, the like, oh, you know, the crescendo of like uh, people yelling, do this, do this, do this, and then like, oh, something amazing happened. Uh, even behind me uh, when I was playing, I heard that as well. So that's that's very interesting to even consider and is a very strange... I don't know, I'm, I'm not saying that's ever going to happen. That That would be a completely different set of production issues. Uh, that we, I don't even think are capable of at this current juncture, but uh, that just seems really interesting. Uh, so yeah, that was definitely the top stuff that happened. And yeah, I mean, I guess I wasn't, for my own sake, I wasn't... I wasn't in... I don't want to say I wasn't in front of the camera, but I didn't... I wasn't as involved as I suppose in retrospect I could have been or should have been or wanted... Not, not even wanted to be, but should have been. Uh, you know, there's a lot of big personalities in Mindcrack. And oftentimes, as woo, as woo, indeed, as myself, so there's a very nice landscape popping into view here. Uh, you know, the way I am, if if there is a bigger personality who who wants to say something first or, or talk first or has this that or the other going on, I'll 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 sit in the background and let them go ahead. Uh, so there's was rarely a time where I really wanted to jump out in front of the camera or anything like that, but. Uh, you know, perhaps I could be more involved, and it was honestly, uh, if I could say, I, I, on the second day, that Sunday, uh, I actually talked to y'all know Goober, my nephew Goober, who made himself an appearance on the Mindcrack server a couple years ago for a video. Uh, my nephew Goober was tuning in, and I actually talked to him for a little bit, because uh, he's currently watching and wanted to ask questions about uh, the previous series that I did with... Dr. Brian Lorgon 111, the Wayward Wonders series, he's watching and he had questions about that and 
And then he tuned into the live stream, unfortunately, at the exact point that they were doing the dress-wearing competition. Uh, but after that, uh, you know, he he told me that he wanted me to be out on camera. Where's Kurtz? So I went out and sat next to Doc, and then that's when Doc started doing the uh, the reading off of, of uh, donations and a hundo and five dollar, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so that, you know, just even being out there on the couch, even if I wasn't personally saying too much, just being able to be there and have a microphone and have a, a random one-liner every once again was kind of a good thing and probably something I'd like to do more of. Uh, the next time, you know, this was such a success, I, I don't see why there wouldn't be a next time. We're certainly even already talking about the next time and taking feedback and, like I said, we just had a meeting and we're considering what we learned, what worked, what didn't work. Uh, you know, obviously definitely more of these couch gaming sessions, but also, you know, more things like Rocket League, less things like Destiny or The Sims that maybe only one of us plays and really doesn't translate well to the Minecraft community. Uh, you know, uh, these type of rewards or quote-unquote punishments versus these other ones or, or these sort of segments or uh, even the schedule. I think the thing I didn't like, if I can if I can get negative here, I'm never known for getting negative, what are you talking about? Uh, if I can get negative here, uh, the thing I didn't like is the lack of sleep. And I know it's a marathon, but I feel like, for me anyway, that impacts what I can do, like how I can perform, I suppose, uh, on top of which I can very easily attribute it to the fact that I came down with a cold. I probably caught the cold or was exposed to the cold on the flights there because I didn't actually start to feel it until Saturday. Um, and that's usually, it takes a couple days to incubate or whatever they say. Uh, but just the fact that I was running on four hours of sleep for three nights in a row uh, didn't help at all. You know, not eating on a regular schedule because it was surprisingly difficult to to find gluten-free food in San Francisco, despite what everybody told me. Um, and uh, yeah, the, it, it just uh, it was all that that came down to it. So yeah, I would like you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just an old fogey for needing eight hours of sleep a night. Uh, I'll tell you though that the first night I could have gotten a good night's sleep, but uh, my roommate, my roommate was is, is quite the uh, speaking of snoring noises. Woo, <laughs> that was no good. the The hotel did uh, provide us with uh, earplugs, however, which I very uh, quickly <laughs> popped in my ear. Uh, <laughs> names will not be named. Perhaps some of you already know who I roomed with, but uh, but yeah, the uh, so yeah, the lack of sleep was no fun. There's got to be a way to do that better, and I think we even talked about that. Like, instead of having two shifts, like the UK crew would handle the overnight and the US crew would handle the daytime, maybe three shifts and, uh, you know, because there were often times where either crew was present but not in front of the camera or doing anything, kind of just, you know, maybe advertising on Twitter or, you know, uh, posting behind-the-scenes stuff, but really not an active participant. So maybe, maybe like three shifts that rotate throughout just so people can get a full night's sleep if they want to. Um, but yeah, every, everything seemed to work out all right. Um, I was a little bit thrown off by by having that first day. That first day, I was, you know, everything, okay, you know, the cameras are on. No pressure. Uh, I kind of, after the introductions, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I sulked away into the background to kind of, you know, hype myself up to actually doing something, and then I was uh, very randomly pulled into the room to need to to read some fanfic. 
which was uncomfortable and, and something I wasn't aware was going to happen to me. Uh, so that's another thing we were talking about, like getting a little bit more of a definite idea of what people would or wouldn't do, because uh, some of the stuff was just unexpected. <laughs> so uh, that was unexpected. I tried to ham it up and kind of make it as fun as possible. I'm not a particular, and I know some of you might be in that community, whatever you call yourselves. Uh, I'm not a particular fan of that stuff for, for a multitude of, of reasons. Um, one of which is that it, I don't think it's very good writing. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but it's... it's yeah, it's I, it's it's difficult. It's difficult from you know how I am with reading, uh, and then reading aloud, uh, and then reading aloud, um, bad writing is is a difficult thing for me to do. Uh, on top of which, it's this weird genre of writing that in, in you know it involves people myself that I know in in weird and uncomfortable uh situations without consent and that's just not what i like to do so yeah i think probably will be uh, i think it's been agreed upon to kind of cut those things from the next one it was an experiment uh just trying to think of things we could do to uh, whatever to interest certain communities or whatever but maybe not in the future let's say let us say but nothing's definite like i said we're, we're just now just yesterday for the first time having kind of done our own uh, recaps on ourselves with ourselves uh, that we, we don't know particularly what exactly is going to happen next year when it's going to happen for where it's going to happen who whatever but uh, um, but yeah that was that was probably the weirdest thing just probably I mean if it was like the second day and I was already kind of like oh this is fun and, and all kind of already energized by sort of stuff maybe I would have been more uh, or, or less uh, thrown aback by it but uh, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, the stuff, uh, I think, turned out pretty well. We we reached our goal. Uh, you know, we didn't... We had some technical hiccups, but none that were, like, event-ending, you know, that you I've always anticipated. I had no... You know, just the fact that we all got there Thursday, Thursday night, and just all of Friday was able to put all these things together. There were a bunch of wires everywhere and special lights and setting up all the computers that... We didn't even know we were going to have computers until like three days beforehand. You have no idea how down to the wire some of this stuff was. Uh, just that it happened at all, I think, is 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 a miracle and a testament to uh, some of the the long hours and hard work that was put into to by by people uh, in front of the cameras and behind the cameras. Not me. I wasn't as involved as as I suppose I I, I, I don't really have any particular expertise or knowledge, but uh, uh, but yeah, some of those people. I uh, really did a lot of work for that, so... Uh, congratulations all around. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. Ooh, such a good snore. Such a good snoreness. Indeedness. Right, Wolfie? So, yeah, that was the thing that happened. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I'm hopefully getting over this cold thing. It's kind of a weird one. It did. I noticed, like I said, Saturday, late Saturday. I'm like, this could be from just not sleeping enough or talking too much or something, uh, or it could be something else. And sure enough, it was something else. Cause uh, come Sunday, I'm like, yeah, this isn't right. I almost like didn't wake up in time to make it there for that UHC. Um, and then certainly by the time I was getting home on Monday and uh, whatever, I was like, yep, this is certainly a cold. 
Uh, not so much on the sore throat. Uh, still not so much, like, needing to blow nose or anything like that, but there have been some sneezing fits and coughing fits that keep me up, so... Hopefully it goes away. I'm taking it easy. I'm taking it easy. Like I said, I'm just trying out this episode of Farlands Bust. Uh, I was even leaving it open to myself to end it a, a day early or something like that, but I seem to be doing all right. I'm not feeling worn out or anything, so we're going to make a full episode out of it. I do have some questions to answer from donors to Child's Play Charity. Um, Alyssa from Texas says, The Mindcrack crew was very impressed with your drawing skills during the Mindcrack marathon. Yes, I inadvertently became the resident Sharpie tattoo giver. Uh, and so, so were we. I was wondering if you draw at all in your free time, or if it's a skill you really only use for your YouTube channel. Uh, I actually was pretty... Well, I didn't... Basically, yeah, it was it was it's, it was a, like a free time hobby or skill that I acquired. My dad was always kind of a good drawer and cartoonist, and maybe that's kind of where I picked it up from. And I was always into kind of like the Sunday cartoons, your Calvin and Hobbes, and and whatnot. Um, in 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 college, one of my major projects was a web comic that no longer exists. So don't even try looking for it because it doesn't exist. And. Uh, so yeah, drawing, uh, obviously I went to art school, I took a lot of, like, actual drawing and painting and sculpture, you know, all that stuff that goes along with that, but yeah, I would always, I would always draw in, like, my notebooks at school, in the margins, uh, and I would kind of develop a style that's kind of, you know, based on the, the Sunday comics, the, the, uh, the Calvin and Hobbes, the Simpsons type of stuff, um, and I would always just doodle and whatever. Um, but also draw. So yeah, I, I suppose it's a skill that you guys really don't know about because I don't use it ever <laughs> for this. Um, but yeah, uh, it was just like a little bit of a, a hobby of mine. I mean, even, you know, I suppose it's something similarly, if you look at like what CoStar is doing, he's actually taking that and what I assume he liked to do, just drawing in his free time, and he's turning it into his, uh, uh, through his Patreon, his, his actual like animated cartoon thing he's trying to work on. Uh, which is really cool. I don't know if I'd ever go that far, but yeah, I always always drew and doodled and drew. <laughs> I always drew. <laughs> um, uh, and and yeah, it's it's something that you guys really don't know about, I guess. Um, I mean, I could always yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look to see where I have like my old drawings, drawings and stuff. A little margin. I know I scanned a bunch of them in. Uh, from notebooks from school, margin comics, I would call them, margin cartoons, uh, just between the lines of notebooks or whatever. But it, yeah, I mean, it's even something that I'm kind of out of practice on, because I really haven't sat down, penciled a paper, and actually, like, drawn anything in a while, so I don't know uh, that my style exists. I did for a while own a... Ooh, hello, gentlemen. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, a, uh, a graphics tablet. Back in college, when I was doing a webcomic or whatever, I got a graphics tablet, a Wacom, you know, at the time was the top of the line, whatever, 5x8 tablet. Uh, but I, I ended up, that I, had, I, I was not pleased with my performance with that. That has a steep learning curve. Um, so I gave it to a friend, but because uh, uh, I wasn't using it 
but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe there will be a way to, you know, people even suggested I saw either on Twitter or somewhere I saw, oh, maybe you should do something like that, but for like your live streams, like, oh, after we raise a certain amount of money uh, or take requests to, you know, a little cre- there is a new on Twitch, like a creative uh, genre you can put your stream in, like take requests to draw and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm no, I'm no artist, I'm no uh, Rosie or Terra Forest or anything like that, like I can't at the drop of the hat start drawing things, but it's kind of, I suppose it's, it's, it's it should, maybe it should be a, a little creative muscle as you start to, to pump more often. Who knows? But yeah, thanks for that donation to Child's Play Charity and, and for noticing and appreciating my artistry at drawing dick butts on, on my friends with permanent marker. Um, what else? Let's see, we got another question here from... Uh, an anonymous donor, I guess, I think. Yeah, basically all the donations come in anonymous by default, so if you do want me to like, just like Alyssa from Texas, uh, if you do want me to name you, uh, make sure to put it in the actual comment, otherwise I will never know. But this one uh, has a series of questions. Are there any indie games you're interested? Or, I'm sorry, oh, that, that was a different question. Wrong question! This one is still about indie games, but what does an indie game need to make you enjoy it? Uh, well, obviously it's got to be like in a genre that I enjoy. There's a lot of crazy, you know, RPG or fighting games or card games that are indie that I'm obviously not into that genre at all, so whether or not it's indie would not attract me to it. Um, you know, uniqueness, um, storyline, um, just like any other game. I, I, I guess I don't, these days, separate indie games from your standard game. I mean, just look at the games I play that are technically indie games. Your, your lifeless planets, uh, or even these, you know, one-off walkie simulator things, uh, or that one kind of tech demo where you were that bird person with the wings. I forgot what it was even called. Um, into the air or clouds, something clouds or whatever it was. Is it some, you know, things that are interesting always pique my interest. Unique, I suppose, like Minecraft to me anyway was was unique at the time, so it, it caught my interest. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I suppose just any, that, that could go for any game, indie or not, that would catch my interest. Uh, they also asked, the older I get, the less people seem to interest me. What does a person need to intrigue you? They need to be an indie game. No, um, I don't know. I don't know it's that people intrigue me less. I don't know if that's the case for me. People seem to interest me more, but maybe for different reasons. Um, yeah, I don't know. What does it take for a person to intrigue you? I suppose, like, having... Possessing some sort of knowledge... And, of course, sharing that knowledge that I don't have, that I find interesting, or unique perspective, or unique uh, uh, way to deliver a message uh, that, that would interest me. I mean, confidence is important, but not arrogance or, you know, stuck-up-in-ness. Uh, confidence is always an attractive quality, I suppose. Um, but also kind of, I suppose... Um, yeah, I don't know. Honesty, I guess, as well is interesting. Uh, it, yeah, that's a tough question. Like, I'm just, like, thinking of, like, random person, you know, what is their, what's their elevator pitch? 
to get me to, to to get intrigued or whatever you know that would definitely be the thing uh, i mean i suppose there's also some like aesthetic you know the 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 front page the front cover of a book i suppose is is more important than you might imagine uh to then get to that next step to see if they do have anything interesting to say or intriguing or new information that i don't already have to to pass along or whatever and then oh this is why i put this question up here what was the funniest moment of the marathon for you um that i had anything to do with i'm very happy that i came up with the idea to load up search on youtube for cricket sound effects as good was having to eat some crickets so that felt good to come up with that and then bringing it back time and time again as the marathon continued uh, i also came up with and this is again stuff that like we just now thought of like as we were doing it as i saw Sevidus doing the lego segment the first time i'm like you know what it would be kind of funny if we threw some bugs in with those legos um of course, we didn't do that until the second segment, and I'm kind of, I'm, 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 I'm angry. No, I'm kind of sad because I had actually left having fully uh, understood the, the weight of the cold situation that was bearing down on me. I decided to, at that time, go out to a nearby pharmacy to get some cold remedies and medicine, uh, and they started doing the Lego segment and started doing the bug thing while I was out, so I missed the first little bit of that, but that was that was funny. That was an interesting thing indeed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, definitely, like I said, that second UHC, even though the first UHC was very important for me, obviously, that second UHC, having being a viewer, standing actually behind Pyro as he was being chased down by Zistu and placing blocks, and then Zistu's face pops in and then placing another block, box, and uh, that panic, uh, that was really just exciting. And then running over and seeing what Nebris is up to and noticing, oh, he's crafting an invisibility potion, and then rubbing, running back, rubbing? Running back to, uh, you know, the mainstream and seeing as Captain Sparkles started to try to kill uh, Zisto, and then Zisto accidentally shooting him into the lava was like, whoa! You know, it was one of those just... You can't... This is totally... It's just amazing that it's totally unscripted because it just works out so well. Uh, and I think uh, it couldn't have worked out any better uh, than that. You know, and being there, and I don't know if it was, like, completely well notified, but, uh, you know, during the last battle where Aurelian and Jay Sano were trying to get Nebris at that exact time, somebody had donated to put a foam finger on Nebris. So having that information, I don't know if even it was communicated that well to the stream, or even uh, it didn't seem like Aurelian and Jay Sano knew, because they were still very, like, oh, worried about going up against Everest, and everybody behind them was like, no, no, he has a foam finger on, you gotta take him now, now, now. Uh, you know, you can't script that stuff, and that, you know, that was probably really quite fun. Uh, whoops, that's not what I want to do, I wanted to put down my workbench. Uh, to just be a part of, uh, and, and, you know, that's that's something that, that being there in person, obviously, we try to emulate that as much as possible through the live stream, but that almost seems like, hmm, this would work well in, like, maybe a live audience situation. Maybe, or maybe not. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But uh, one thing at a time. We're still figuring out this live stream marathon, so perhaps we should let that let that become uh, more uh, fine-tuned before we take the next step. But, uh, yeah, I do appreciate 
uh, all those kind messages that I saw on Twitter and, and in the chat when I would pop into the Mindcrack chat uh, during the marathon, and, and of course all the donations um, that I'm sure, and I even saw quite a few very familiar names from far lands, far landers out there gave to the Mindcrack marathon, who gave to me during the UHC, different items and regen potions and, and, and things that helped, me, helped us out there at the end, uh, so I really appreciate that. And uh, I'm, I'm, I appreciate your patience as well, because videos, I've run out of videos. I've just got the UHC uh, with Inasia going up every other day, because I, I have that as a backlog. But uh, it, it's going to take me a little bit. I've run out of other videos, so it's going to take me a little bit to ramp back up. And I probably will have to wait until next Tuesday. I was hoping last Tuesday to do a Twitch Tuesday, but again, trying to save my voice. So next Tuesday, uh, we can hopefully be back with Twitch Tuesday, and we'll look forward to that. I'm not sure. I might... Since this is going up on Friday, I might also try to get up a normal Saturday episode, or maybe I'll delay it till Sunday, uh, just to try to get back on the Far Lands of Bus Train. But uh, yeah, all aboard the Far Lands of Bus Train. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. <laughs>